0: Hi, all. Um, My name is Rebecca Botter, and I am the host of the Search for Pink podcast. Today, we are going to be having Audrey Stratton on the podcast. I'm going to be talking to her in like 10-ish minutes. I've got to change and put on something cool because Audrey is um, almost has 20,000 followers just because of how well not just she's also delightful but because she can put together an outfit so well and I was gonna do this like pajama shirt and then like this pearl necklace very like holly go lightly and then it got um I work at a coffee shop it got espresso all over it hopefully fingers crossed it's gonna come out it's in the laundry right now now I've got to come up with something Um, but anyways, who is Audrey? Her Instagram is, um, pull it up now. It's called Affectionately Audrey. And, uh, she is a thrifter. She has, um, a thing called Hodgepodge Style, which, uh, she's really, really good at putting things together. I don't know. She knows how to put an outfit together and it's hard. Um, so anyways, Audrey, very good at putting outfits together I don't know if I'm going to pull off anything cool. I should have thought this through, um, but it's me. Of course, I didn't. I'm really looking forward to following her. I don't know how I found her. It might have been that reel of hers that went viral. Um, I, sometimes I just like to guess about what we're going to talk about. Um, her relationship with social media, I feel like, is really interesting because for her, it's this, it's this outlet But then also the reel that I possibly found her through, it's so funny to say, um, it it got some negative backlash, which was interesting. And I know that that was challenging. And I I don't know, every time I talk to someone, there's a little bit of a different angle. Just I want to talk to people who have an experience that I, I can only guess what it's like to go through i don't know um oh i forgot to tell y'all please like and review and subscribe y'all are already rolling your eyes you want to listen to audrey you are and i'm very much looking forward to it um but yes i love you guys and i'm gonna do a great job okay bye-bye are you zooming from your new place that you got Yes. congrats yeah it's that. um so exciting
1: it's been oh my gosh so much better i i was just absolutely done with apartment living I was like I can't do this anymore so yeah. it's it's been really good we're trying to like slowly but surely get everything together and you know kind mm-hmm. of like do what we want to do with the place it, it, it definitely wasn't a fixer upper but there were definitely things about it that just aren't my aesthetic so
0: yeah well I mean also I feel like if you moved into a place just like the glimpse of your style that I've gotten if it was already you that would be quite impressive
1: yeah be, be a little crazy so <laughs> yeah so yeah
0: can I ask where you're from so I'm from West Tennessee but I don't have an accent um because like my mom and my dad and um whatever um but where are you from
1: I'm from South Georgia mm-hmm. um <laughs> if you couldn't hear that <laughs> yeah. um so I I've I'm from Warner Robins, Macon area, um, which sometimes if people are kind of from the South, they know where that is because Macon has a lot of notorious colleges. Mm -hmm. Um, but I moved to Tennessee. I moved to Nashville seven years ago now. Wow. I lived there for five years. Oh, wow. And then now I'm in Atlanta.
0: What area of Nashville did you live in? East Nashville. I knew you lived in East Nashville.
1: (laughs) You can always tell,
0: right? Yeah. My, my aunt, I wish I could tell you like what street, Um, I'm terrible with directions, but she's like the coolest woman I've ever met. And East Nashville is it's if I was to live in Nashville, it would be in East Nashville.
1: First off, I lived by the pharmacy, the burger place.
0: That's my favorite. The falafel burger is, is the, is my favorite thing in the world. I'm very curious what brought you to East Nashville or Nashville in general.
1: I couldn't handle being in small town America anymore. It just didn't, I could tell that, you know, when you're in a certain area and you are a certain phase of life, like, I mean, I was young. I was, I mean, I was 25, 25, Mm -hmm. um, moved and I just was young and I wanted to break out. I wanted to experience new things. And I just didn't, um, I didn't see a path for that where I was. It's very small town a military town and it's, you know, it's just stuck in its way. And mm-hmm. I didn't feel, I didn't have a lot of people there that were single. And I'm not, I just was like, not looking to be in this long relationship and be married at that time and have kids and all this kind of stuff. And so um, I just couldn't do it there. Mm-hmm. And so I just felt like I was hanging around all these adults that I didn't really, I enjoyed hanging out with, but I didn't have any friends, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I just ended up having an opportunity. Um, there were a girl, through some people that I knew needed a roommate. And so I was like, I just jumped on it. And so it was, and it was like, she was going to be a few months, like it was going to be like six months or whatever before she would need one because her roommate was getting married and moving out. And so I was like, that's great. Cause then I can, uh, you know, save money and then I can move. And it was really the best, the best thing to have ever happen to me because I just, I got to get out of my box out of my head. I got to experience things and, and, try things without having like my family or people I've known my whole life be like, well that's why are you doing that? Cause you've never done that before. And you know, and I'm like, because I'm trying things out and I want to do something new. And what my fashion is today is a huge it's a product of me having the freedom to be that way in Nashville.
0: Like, do you see a difference in how like Nashvilleans and Atlanteans dress or shop? Like, how would you describe yeah. the
1: difference? Nashville a lot for that reason, um, because I feel like Nashville is much more. I don't know. They're. I don't want to say they're much more open to creativity, because I do feel like Atlanta is open to creativity. But Atlanta, I feel like in Nashville, everybody's a creative in whatever way that may be. You're either a painter, or you do music, or you're fashion, or you make. I mean, you know, whatever you, you like have something that you do um, or people are surrounded by the, by creatives, you know, they work in the music industry or, um, you know, art or something. Um, So I feel like people are a little bit more receptive to whatever your art may be, Mm -hmm. even if it's not their realm of art. Whereas Atlanta, I feel like it's a little more, I've struggled a little bit more here um, to find my place because I feel like it's very it's much more serious. It's much more corporate and like established and, you know, people aren't really trying things out. They know what they want. And there's a lot more people here. I feel like that are like moms with their kids and and their athleisure and that kind of stuff, which is great for them. You know, it's just, I've had a harder time finding kind of where I fit into Atlanta um, and like a group of people that I feel comfortable with and, you know, who I can kind of be myself with. Um, Whereas it came pretty easy in Nashville. I think just because people are so hyped on creativity in general.
0: Exactly. But it kind of felt like an LA where everybody mm-hmm. like, I'm a this, I'm a this, like everybody kind of had like their own thing going on. And I feel like that would be really encouraging as a creative. You said something earlier that I loved about like how your family saying in like your hometown, like that's not what you do. How scared were you to go to Nashville you seem really brave and kind of like, I'm going to do my thing. But I I mean, that isn't always the case in the beginning. How, how was that first jump? Um,
1: I mean, it was terrifying, um, even though I would have never admitted it. I mean, it was very, um, even though I've always been, I've always been very independent. I've always been motivated. You know, I'm a pretty, I'm a go-getter, you know, I guess, Um, and so I was, I was, I wanted to do it, I was super happy for it, I never second-guessed myself, but I mean, it's scary feeling like I've had a rocky-ish, it's a lot better now, but I've had a rocky-ish relationship with my parents off and on, you know, and so it wasn't like I was like on the phone with my mom and dad every day, you know, asking them to come change a tire or whatever, I did a lot of stuff for myself, but just the knowledge that you're like, okay, if I'm on the side of the road, who do I call, you know, like what happens and, you know, that kind of thing. And just kind of jumping into the unknown, but I feel like I wish more people did that because I think you'd find your true self. Um, because I, I would have never been able to find what I like, what I love, what I specifically like and love. Um, if I had stayed and was constantly in contact with my family and constantly feeling, like, and it's not even like my family is Ubered judgmental, you just, you do kind of feel that sense of um, judgment, even if that's just from yourself, you know, you're, you feel like, oh, they're going to judge me if I wear this because I've never worn this before. And this is not the person I've been before and blah, blah, blah. But a lot of times I feel like we are a product of our environment. We're a product of our, how we were raised. And if you never get to step outside of that and see a different perspective in life, then you're never going to truly understand what you like. It's always going to be a product of how you were raised and what your family always liked and what you've always known. So when I was able to step outside of that in Nashville and just really take some time to experiment, wear what I wanted to wear, knowing that if I walk into a grocery store, I'm not going to see anybody I know. So they're never going to look at me and say, why is Audrey dressed like that? You know, or, and if I do see someone I know, then they only know me from Nashville and they know me like that anyway. Mm -hmm. So it just gave me a lot of freedom and helped me kind of gain that confidence. Um, But yeah, it was terrifying. I mean, it was scary trying to, I didn't have a job when I moved there. um, So I had to find something quick and I ended up landing a a good job about eight, well, nine or nine or 10 months in Um, I'd worked somewhere for before that, but it was that was great. So I ended up finding a job that was really good that I worked there for four years. Um, and I met a lot of good people there. And And so I was very lucky in that regard, but, but yeah, it was, it was scary, but it was, it was necessary for me. Mm-hmm.
0: And it sounds like that was something you knew, you know, yes. like, okay, it's time. And you'd been looking for something. So, cause I know how you dress is like a
1: huge form of self-expression. I do see fashion as a way that I, express myself. Um, and I do feel like it's something that I, if I don't do it, then I can see a change in myself. Um, or I sense that I'm not as like, for example, I was working at a job and I actually just changed jobs. Um, but I was working there and I had to wear all black. Um, and you know, sometimes you just got to take a job and you just got to do it, but I got to make that money. You got to pay them bills. Um, but I had to wear all black and I just, you know, I was telling my husband, um, a couple months ago before i got a, you know a new job and i was just like i just can feel that it's weighing on me you know that i don't get to be creative and i don't get to um, explore this side of myself like i normally do and it's just getting to the point where i don't even have the energy I don't even want to get dressed. You know, I'm not even putting makeup on, like I don't care. And and I just know that's not myself, you know, that's not me. So it, it kind of always reassures me that that is actually something that I do love. You know, it's not necessarily for show or like, I just want to look good. You know, it is something that drives me creatively and helps me feel confident. And um, is that kind of that form of self-expression, you know, to the world.
0: When, when did you start like, We'd like from a little kid, were you the kid that like wanted to wear the tutu to the grocery store? Like, is this something that your parents were like, no, Andre's always like clothes,
1: you know? I actually wasn't. Uh, I was a totally growing up. Um, I was never, and it, and it, I don't even think that it wasn't, I, I don't really know that I had the chance to kind of get into it because um, we were, my, we were, my and my younger sister were homeschooled. Um, and so we did, I mean, we went places, but it wasn't like we were like at school every day, you know, or whatever. And my older sister, she's 10 years older than I am. So the hand-me-down factor was like huge, you know? Yep. Um, so I don't really know that I had You know, me and my sister were just always out in the backyard playing in the sand or like in the playhouse. Um, But then I actually, when I was older, um, I worked in law enforcement for a long time. So when I was in, um, I started when I was 15 and then I stopped when I was 23, I think. Yes. How does a 15 year old go into law enforcement? So I worked as a vocational training student um, for until I graduated. Um, And so I worked in the crime scene unit um, doing that like part, just part-time. So I wore a uniform every day. Um, so then I would wear, and then obviously I wore a uniform, you know, whatever. So I, I still loved, I still liked fashion. I still enjoyed shopping. My best friend um, growing up was very into fashion. And so that kind of helped me explore that side of myself, but I didn't really get to explore it because I was in uniform every day. So it
0: my, was, my brain is still just imagining you in like a, as a 15 year old in your little cop, out but I'm sure yeah. that's not how it was but that is that's wild okay cool yeah so I know that um it's so interesting how it feels like so much of your journey really is like at you internally it's it really has been like how you've been internally really has people have been able to see it through how you present yourself externally. Mm -hmm. So what was it like when you were in Nashville, where all of a sudden people are playing around with clothes and stuff? How did your personal style kind of change once you
1: moved there? I think it took some time. I felt, um, I really fell into um, the sustainable aspect when I moved to Nashville. Um, my mom had always been a thrifter, but I didn't really, um, because I didn't have the time, you know, and I didn't, it wasn't like I was wearing clothes to work, normal clothes to work every day. Um, I just didn't really like get into it. And I didn't, you know, do a lot of it. But when I got to Nashville, you know, obviously I was broke. And so I was like, well, let me go, you know, to the thrift stores or whatever. And um, it really kind of started with that and, and Goodwill did, once I kind of started getting going, Goodwill would do events called Style with a Purpose. And so they'd have different bloggers come in and we would pick stuff. And it, it, that really kind of like, I was like, oh, this is so much fun. Like I love doing this. And and I, as I kept going, I kind of um, got into more of the ethical side of sustainable fashion and not just the, oh, I like going thrifting, you know? Um, and so now obviously i still like going thrifting. It's like a huge therapy session for me, but um, I kind of, you know, Now I do it more for the ethical side, you know, of uh, making sure that people are paid a living wage and that I'm reusing what we already have and, you know, yada, yada, yada. But I, I, it took me, um, I I would say I took probably about a year off of doing social media and being committed to showing my style because in reality, I didn't know what my style was Mm -hmm. and I didn't, um, yeah, I just didn't know because I had been, you know, in my hometown, if, if you're wearing three different colors together, people are like, you know, and that's, I mean, that's fine, but it's, you know, I remember specifically like I would go home for Christmas or whatever, and we would walk into like a Chick-fil-A to go get some food and I would just be wearing like what I normally, you know, just my crazy mm-hmm. rinse or whatever. I mean, it was like, you would have thought you were Madonna or something. somebody walk, yeah, walked into the Chick-fil-A and my sister's like, why is everybody I'm like because I'm wearing three colors like I, I honestly <laughs> trust me so it just you know it took me a while to kind of figure out that I could shed that safely I could mm-hmm. leave that behind and that I could figure out what I wanted and that's why I always say too you know people will constantly be like oh I wish I could do that or I wish I could wear that or I wish I could do this or I wish I had style you know whatever and that for me it's a hundred percent a learned thing like I I didn't grow up just having this like sense of style and, you know, whatever I, I learned it. I figured out what I liked and I looked at inspiration and then I, I centered my style around that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it took me a while to kind of figure that out. But once I did, I just kept, I just kept being, I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this then I have to be bold and I have to do what I want to do and be who I want to be, because I never want, I never want to the fear of someone staring at me or the fear of, um, you know, someone laughing in the corner, which has happened. People laugh at me all the time, um, whether they like it or (laughs) maybe they like it, but, uh, maybe, you know, it's, it's odd
0: by looking at you. Maybe you never know.
1: Um, but I'm the type of person, like I'll stare them down. Like I just look back and I'll be like, can I help you? You know, I just don't, you know, and nine times out of 10, the people that are laughing or smiling, they'll look and go, I love your shoes or whatever. And I'm like, oh, thank you. But, um, I think the biggest thing for me is I, I remember what I was like in that time. And so now I try to pay it forward. And if I see someone wearing a cool outfit out, mm-hmm. I try to make sure I'm like, you know, I love your outfit. You look so cute, you know, keep, keep doing your thing or whatever. Because I think most people love dressing, cra- you know, not crazy. You know, most people are pretty mild, but people like dressing odd, you know, and whatever their version of odd is, but a lot of times we allow the fear of what other people think or say to stop us from doing that. Mm. And so, you know, I always try to pay it forward and be like, Oh, I love your skirt or I love whatever, you know, when I see it out and about, which we, you know, who's been out and about in the past year, but um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it was difficult, but I, I'm glad that I made that journey, you know, that, that difficult journey of trying to really like find that confidence that I needed.
0: Yeah. And I love that you lived in different places. It wasn't just like, Hey, I've been in this, the same place the whole time. And now I dress differently, you know, but it really seems to be paired with like, as you've grown, it's changed. One of my favorite things that you share is actually other people's outfits when they tag you. I mean, I love your outfits, but like one of the sweetest things is the people and you know that they've put together like their loudest shirt and their Coolest pants, and they're just like, I was inspired to do it because you did it, and like they they love what you do, but they don't look like you. Honestly, if I went, I wouldn't be able to. I don't, I don't even know what looks like you, honestly, because you just do your own thing, thousand different things. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, these were jeans. Now it's a hat. And I'm like, okay. Right. Um, But it's, I mean, it's just, it's so cool. The idea that someone is so it's, they're so excited and it's because they they've seen something you've done. That must be the coolest feeling.
1: It really is. I, I still sometimes like, I don't know. I think because I'm just, I'm like a down-to-earth, just easy, chill person, you know, and I'm just like wearing my fashion to the grocery store. And so it's weird. It is, I love it. Like I I it's so weird when people first started like tagging me and stuff. And I think the very first time I did, um, I did a challenge with people where I did like it was a while ago, but it was like Monday was this print, Tuesday was this print, Wednesday with this print. And I, Mm -hmm. you know, challenge people to do it. And I mean, I thought a few people would do it, but I mean like so many people did it. And I was like, I told my husband, I was like, I mean, I was like, I did it specifically starting on a Monday when I work mm-hmm. because I was like, I didn't think anybody would do it. And I'm over here like trying to work and I'm like, I love your outfit. Oh my <laughs> gosh, it looks so good. I'm trying to keep up with it, you know. And so I was like, it made me feel like, okay, like this is cool, you know, and, and not for me, you know, sure. I love, you know, that people feel inspired by me. And of course, like I I literally, if anybody wants to take an outfit that I've worn and like recreate it and do their own thing, like, I love that because then that means there's more cool outfits and people in the world. But I just love that people feel inspired to, like you said, it's not me be themselves. You know, they fit, they see, um, representation of, of someone that is, is confident in their style and they can do the same thing. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's kind of what I, that's kind of what I, That's what I've always wanted to foster. It's kind of like, I'm really tall, so I'm Mm 5'10". So I always tell girls that they'll be like, well, I can't wear heels or whatever. And I'm like, well, you can. It's just a matter of if you want to care what other people think about you or not. Mm -hmm. So you can choose to wear whatever you want to wear and not care what other people think and and decide that other people are not going to dictate how you live your life. Or you can not wear them. Mm -hmm. If you choose not to, then that's cool too. But I don't want you to say that you can't because you can,
0: Yeah, you know, it's so much more than actually wearing heels. It means like so much more than that. I remember once someone said, I don't wear hats because if you wear a hat, people look at you. And I mean, well, I know that sounds stupid, but I'm from like a small town, too. And if I'm kind of like, yeah, I guess if a girl is wearing a hat, like unless it's like a like a baseball hat or something. Yeah. People probably, but it's like, it's not about a hat anymore. It's about, okay. You don't want people to look at you like that. And
1: and what's so wrong with that? Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. I think it leads back. Go ahead. Sorry.
0: No, I'm just saying I do have days. I, that I don't want no one to look at me and I have outfits specifically for that. Um, but, but anyway, sorry. What were you going to say?
1: Well, I was just going to say, too, I mean, and this by no means applies only to females. Um, but I think if if you look at it from that vein, um, you know, we're taught from an early age that, you know, as a female, you're supposed to be in the background. You know, you're not supposed to be in the forefront. And, you know, thankfully, a lot of that is seeming to change as we fight more and more for it. But, you know, we're taught to to cower back. We're taught to not be tall, you know, to not um step in front. And I've definitely never been that. I've definitely never been, um, one to heed that, you know, I've never been one to be like, Oh, let me keep, you know, in the background, I'm you know, I've always been the one that's been in the forefront, you know, and, um, like, what did you just say to me? Kind of like person. Um, but, you know, I think when I see women, Dog on themselves or dog on others, you know, because of that narrative that we're not supposed to be. You know, we're, why are you wearing so much makeup? Because I want to. Like, do you got a problem? Like any other day, you'd be asking me to put it on, you know. Yeah. But now you got a problem, you know. And same thing with the hat. Like, if I want to wear a hat, why is it? Why is it? Why do you care? You know, like, why do you sitting at that table eating your burger care that I'm wearing a hat? Is it? Yeah. Is it because you can't see the door or something? Like, I don't understand the
0: problem. (laughs) Are we watching a movie? Well, something that came to mind that I haven't thought about in a while is um, as women or, you know, I'm not trying to gender this specifically, but as someone in the South, as a woman, this is my experience of, I was also very much taught like, um not only like oh go in the background but it's kind of like these are the traditional outfits and ways to do your makeup and outfits to wear that like it's like wear something fitted but not too fitted you know but like why would you wear that bright crazy hawaiian shirt like boys aren't attracted to your bright hawaiian shirt or boys don't like you know like too much makeup you know and so it's so funny um you know, cause they're like,
1: put some effort in. Oh, not that, <laughs> you not know? that much though. <laughs> not that much. We don't want you to put that much effort in. Yeah. I, no, a hundred percent. And I'm definitely not trying to gender it at all. I mean, I know that, you know, men experience the same things. I mean, it's the same thing that, you know, Harry Styles experienced with, um, I can't think of her name. Candace. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. it's just the same thing. It's like, why do you, why does it bother you? that I want to wear pants today or a skirt today or whatever, you know, and it's all a form of control. And that's why I think it's, you know, and and that's why I try so hard to tell people too. Like I, I wasn't stylish. Like I got mistaken as, which who cares, but I got mistaken as a boy, like all the time when I was a kid, because I had this really like weird little short haircut, had these huge glasses. I just was, you know, I didn't, I didn't know it and I didn't care. Yeah. And so it's just like, I, you can learn and grow into whatever you want to learn and grow into. Mm. Um, and so, you know, most of it, it, I mean, not even just with fashion, but in life, I mean, in life, if you allow other people's opinions to dictate how you move forward, then are you really going to be happy with the person that you are, that you become, you know? And so I just, I think I just got to a point and being moving to Nashville was truly critical in me discovering that about myself. I mean, honestly, um, but I think, I, I think I was able to move there and see so many different perspectives and so many different people and meet so many different people. And I was like, you know, I don't want to live the rest of my life. Um, um I don't want to live the rest of my life wondering what other people think about me. Mm-hmm. you know? And so, so yeah, so that's kind of how it developed. And I was like, if somebody laughs at me, then I feel sad for them. And I feel sad that they don't get to experience a freedom of expression Mm -hmm. and respect for other people's creativity. Like I do. Yeah.
0: I love that. Um, Speaking about people's opinions, I'd love to know about how you feel about social media because it's where you've met all these cool people. But you said you took a break for a year in Nashville. And then I know like so much of your growth on Instagram was positive, but I think I started following and we don't have to talk about this if you want, but like the reel that you made that I think I found you through and then it, it turned into something that you weren't trying to do, you know?
1: Um, oh, I don't mind talking about it. Um, it was rough in the moment. Um, I was... So, and a lot of people, it's funny. I try to, I try to get this on there as much as I can. Cause a lot of people think I don't work a full-time job, but I a hundred percent do. Yes. <laughs> and I do all this other stuff. Like today, the reason that I look like a Bratz doll is because I'm doing my challenge where I'm doing a Bratz doll outfit and yes. a Barbie outfit. I actually saw um, that. So <laughs> the reason I look like that is because I'm doing that today. Well, great job. Um, so, yeah. Um, so I, at that time, and you know, and I have a love hate thing with social media. Genuinely, I love it um I've met so many amazing people I mean people I genuinely love interacting with and and I just feel like even though I don't know like every follower I have you know or whatever like intimately or personally or whatever um you know I feel like I don't know I just feel honored that they choose to follow me you know I just I kind of feel like I don't know I just have that and that I don't mean that to be like a humble brag I just genuinely feel like man I'm so grateful that these people follow me, you know, and help me have fun on this app, and that so many people like what I do, Um, but, you know, it it can get to a point, too, where you're, and I've experienced this many times, where it's, you know, it's a comparison thing, where you get to the point where you're like, and you know, and I feel like Instagram just uh, puts stepping stones, or uh, roadblocks, I mean, in every step of the way, you're trying to grow your Instagram, you're doing all this content. And then the algorithm is all crazy or whatever, you know, and you just end up like, gosh, like I'm trying so hard. And, you know, but I think at the end of the day, I know you have to figure out what works for you. And I know sometimes like for me, I need to, in some phases of my life, if I'm feeling a need to compare myself to others, then I, I don't necessarily, I create, but I don't necessarily interact as much, you know, so like, I'm not, staring at everybody's videos and looking at everybody's numbers and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, sure that's not great because I definitely want to contribute to other people's posts, you know, and that kind of thing. But, you know, you just have to know yourself and you have to to get through that and know that we're all human and give yourself grace in that. Um, But when I got, so what I was doing at that time that I had the real and the reason I had to take such an extensive break after it, um, was because I was working full time and at a pretty, I was a manager, um, at a cosmetology school and it was a pretty intense, it was definitely a 40 plus hour a week job and heavily heavy on the plus. Um, and so I was doing that. And then on my off days, I was heavy hitter because I was trying to reach 10 K like that was like mm-hmm. my, my milestones. Okay. I need to re- I reach, I want to reach 10 K, um, you know, have other things, down the road in the future that I want to do, that I need that number to reflect, you know, whatever. So people look at me, take me seriously, which sucks mm-hmm. that we view people that way, but whatever. Another story for another different day, yeah. another conversation for a different day. Um, But I was trying to do that. So I was posting like every day, you know, I was having, I was posting stuff every single day, or if I only missed, if I missed a day, it was one day of the week, you know, I was posting stories and I was stockpiling all this content um, so that I could, stay relevant, you know, because I knew I couldn't post on a Saturday or couldn't take pictures on a Saturday because I had to work 12 hours or whatever. And so I posted that reel and, you know, hindsight, I, I shouldn't have put the song on it. You know, I shouldn't have put the song I put, it was basically my husband, you know, they were doing all those challenges where you like jump into the shoes and you're like in your outfit. Um, And I did it where my husband and I shoes were swapped. Mm -hmm. and so he jumped in my outfit um and I did we were trying to play around with the song and I was like oh that song by um the Bee Gees would be so fun more than a woman like you know and I did on the on the thing I didn't maybe a little too much woman and I didn't even mean it to be that way I just meant like it was funny because he had jumped into the wrong shoes you know and I mean by no means like I I literally 100% support you know trans um, people, the LGBTQ+ plus community like never have e- ever felt like a sense of oh, a man shouldn't wear a woman's clothes. Like I could I, I could care less. You yeah. Know?
0: You especially um, are so promoting like wear whatever you want,
1: you know yeah, like I literally don't care like I truly don't. Um, and I just like, if I, even if I see someone, and I'm like, yo, that's not my style. I still, I don't even care. I'm like, girl, do your thing or boy, do your thing, whatever. Like, I don't care. So I just didn't even think about it. And so I came home one day and the, I think the reel was at like 19,000 views or something like that. And we came home from something and I looked and it was funny because I, I thought I was seeing things because the number, it was 91,000 mm-hmm. and the number was inverted. So when I looked at it, I was like, 91. I was like, okay. must. So I refreshed it Mm -hmm. and I came back and I was like, 91,000. I was like, are you joking? Mm -hmm. What is happening? I saw it was featured and I was so excited. And I only had about 10 seconds to be excited before I saw the comments and people were just going crazy, blowing it up, blowing it up, blowing it up. And I mean, it got up to over a million views and I couldn't even be excited about it because and, you know, and I understand I'm not, I'm not mad about the situation I learned from it. And that's awesome. I, I hate that. I think sometimes it's so easy for us to comment. And that's why I try to be so careful about commenting on other people's stuff or whatever, because it's so easy for us to see that person as just a picture
0: mm-hmm. and forget
1: that there's actually a person behind there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know. I think if you want to tell someone something, don't get me wrong. I mean, sometimes you just got to cancel people. You know what I mean? Like there are people that like you should have been canceled years ago and we're just getting around to it, you know, but Mm -hmm. I think there are a lot of, especially in this time, this period of time and something that I've been very grateful for is that, you know, like like people of color have given, you know. I'm not trying to get into all that, you know, but I mean, they've given us an enormous amount of grace this past year to, to really learn. And I'm really grateful for that. And so, um, I, you know, it, it was just, people were going crazy talking, you know, that I was transphobic and, you know, that, um, that I would hate my kids if they were born and they were gay and, or they were trans or, I mean, it just got to be crazy. Um, and I just, I was already so tired, like drained, because I was working so much and I was doing so much content in order to to provide. And I genuinely loved it. It wasn't like I was like, "Let me get dressed today," you know. I was like, I loved it, but um, I just, I, my best friend, my best friend is gay, and so I called him and I was like, "What do I do? What do I do?" Oh my gosh! Like, and I start psychoanalyzing myself. I'm like oh my gosh, am I transphobic? Like, am I? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't think I am. I've never felt that way before, but like, maybe it's subconscious, you know? And I, you know, you just start going crazy because like all of a sudden you have 800 people that have commented on this post in like three or four days, you know? And I'm like, oh my gosh, my gosh. And it just wouldn't stop. So I've changed the caption. I was like, you know, I I consulted with my best friend. I was like, what caption do I do? And, you know, and we, we changed the caption and he, He was like, I think you're fine. Just change it to this, you know. And he was like, I don't see why people would be so crazy about it, but I get it, you know. And we're also in a sensitive time, you know. It's it's probably better to be extra sensitive than not. And and I was like, okay, okay. Well, you know, whatever. We'll just change the caption. And people were still like, you can tell she edited the caption. You can tell that. Why did you need to edit the caption? Like, blah 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 blah. And I I didn't want to delete it because I was like, dang, I have a really cool reel that got you know and and but when people started commenting on my other pictures about that reel. And I was like, you know what? I just, I can't, I was like, I can't do this. And so I was, I deleted it and I was sad. I, was very sad. I reached 10 K mm-hmm. <laughs> sad um, because I think it just, it made me realize that you have to be confident in yourself and you have to know, I mean, you should always be open to other people's grace and love and um, gentle nudging in a different direction, you know, or maybe a different way of thinking. I think that it's very important for all of us to never get to a point where we feel like we've got all the information, but it just made me realize that like, you know, I, I have to be confident in myself and I have to be confident in what I'm doing. And I knew that I didn't want to look back and see that video and see those comments because it wasn't going to foster anything in me, but self-doubt. And I was like, you know, so I just need to remove that for myself. Mm -hmm. And I think after that, it wore on me so much emotionally and mentally. I was like, I have to take a break. Like I have to step away because I'm not, I'm giving from an empty cup at this point, (laughs) you know, like I'm just, I'm, I'm pouring out, you know, nothing, you know, for people. And I was like, and and I don't want my, I want my outfits to be fueled because I genuinely feel excited about getting dressed and not because I'm just trying to throw content out. Um, And I hate that word content. I hate, I hate saying, I'm going to go make some content. I hate that. (laughs) But um, anyway, so so yeah, Instagram is hard. I mean, it it really it, and it always seems like you know, the people that post the same picture over and over and over and over again are the ones that have a hundred thousand followers, and you're yeah. just like, okay, thanks so much. <laughs> um, but you know, I I would rather have nineteen thousand people that really love and care, you know, and, and are here yes. than to have a hundred thousand people that don't even engage with my post. You know,
0: I'm so nosy. Like, what do you? What are like some of your dreams to? do like with the content that you're making
1: um, um and you're not nosy I'm not I oh I am nosy I'm I, well you are but it's okay you can ask me whatever you want to ask me I'm not I'm I'm not a uh, a person that's like that's private um as I is but I'm not um so you know people ask me all the time like what I want to do and I can tell you what I don't want to do <laughs> um I don't want to be a stylist um I absolutely could care. Now, you know what? I don't even want to do that. I don't want to be a stylist because I don't care if I was going to be a celebrity stylist. Number one, I don't care about putting someone in the same plaid shirt that they've worn 18 times. I just don't care about that. Even to pay the bills. I don't care. Um, And number two, so for editorial styling, I think I could fit into editorial styling if it was the right fit. But nine times out of 10, if I've styled photo shoots or whatever people, a lot of people don't, um, photographers and such, like, I feel like they don't trust me. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like, like, sure. They see what I look like in clothes, you know, or whatever. But when then I bring clothes, they're like, oh, well, but what about the, and I'm like, okay, but you asked me to style the shoot. Mm-hmm. so do you want me to, so were you just wanting to use my clothing or were you wanting my artistic input mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the second I'm okay with the first I'm not because you can pay me a fee if you yeah. want to borrow my clothes so um so I just you know and I had that happen several times and I was like you know what I don't need to do this like I'm okay I don't need to like Push myself in this direction. If I go to Goodwill with someone and I, I will style, I love styling. I love putting people in random things. Like I just like just try it on to see how it fits or helping people come up with different outfits and things like that. Cause nine times out of 10, if someone's shopping and they're just having fun, like they'll try things and then I can have fun with them that way. But otherwise, I'm like, I don't want to do that. I also don't want to be an influencer. Um, I could care less about now. I love pushing sustainable like options or whatever, but more or less just like a, Hey, I switched to this. Stop using plastic. You know, I switched to this. I'm using my water bottle, you know, like that kind of stuff. Um, I love that kind of stuff, but I think the biggest thing for me is I don't want my Instagram to become, you know, one giant haul or one giant ad for Dial soap. I mean, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there, but um, I just don't. I don't want to make money that way because number one, I think the biggest thing for me is that people can come to my page, they can find inspiration for themselves for outfits, and then they find you know in combination with that they can find you know a real person you know that's there that's just living life, enjoying fashion, you know trying to be more sustainable in her life and, um, married and has a new house, you know, and that kind of thing. And, and I think that's the biggest thing for me is I want people to come and see me as a real person and see me as someone who they could be friends with because genuinely like that's what I want, you know? Um, so I don't, I don't really want to be, and that's not to say I would never do like an ad with someone, I guess, if it was like the right deal, but that's not how I want it. That's not what I want to do full time to make my money, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had different ideas, um, that really truly are underdeveloped. Um, but you know, about doing, doing like a YouTube thing or doing like, um, you know, like TV or doing, you know, I don't know, just creating something centered around like thrifting and, um, sustainable fashion and how I feel like a lot of sustainable fashion is very granola, I guess is a term I've heard people use very net neutral is a better word not granola, neutral um and so there's sure it's it's on the rise where people are having more fun with thrifted fashion but I feel like a lot of people that weren't already exposed to thrifted fashion see it very much as like you know homeschool and just wearing jeans and a t-shirt kind of vibe you know that's what you go there for you know um and so, or you know, you shop on the real world or you shop on Poshmark or whatever and get different things like that. You know, that's just, that's not what you do. You know, you just, you can just buy it at Zara, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so, so I don't really know. I have, like I said, I have ideas, I guess, but nothing that's really super clearly defined. But I think, I think for me, I want to help people feel confident in what they wear. Um, I want to, I want people to feel inspired by each other uh, and by me to be able to, to wear whatever they want. And I think in the end of the day, like my, my wish is to make the world a more energetic, creative place. Like that people feel like they can actually go out and be who they want to be, you know, feel inspired, feel represented, you know, stylishly. Um, And, you know, whatever that looks like. But I think doing things that I, I know I don't want to do and kind of drawing a hard line of like, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, it makes it easier for me to say, okay, well, let me just, let me try this route or let me push down this road or whatever. Um, And honestly, this past year, we've just been trying to survive. (laughs) So my husband's an actor, so we, his industry was completely shut down. So just trying to survive. So I feel like now we're just kind of trying to get back onto what is me being fashionable and thrifty at the same time look like as far as paying the bills. So
0: mm-hmm. would you ever, cause it's pretty popular in like the thrifted fashion world, would you ever do
1: resell or is that also a no? I think for me, um, I've thought about it before. I yeah. think it's a no for me. Um, because I, I have done it before and I have done it where, Um, and I a hundred percent buy from, I support people, you know, I try to, um, you know, that sell online or whatever, um, and buy stuff from like Poshmark or the real, real and that kind of thing. But I, I think for me, I, I've gained such an appreciation for thrifting and I feel like thrifting and, and resale and that kind of stuff has done so much for me Mm -hmm. and I, I, feel like my calling with it is to either pass it on to someone else to show them the potential. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I give clothes to people all the time that I don't need. And I feel like too, you know, I would rather give, and this is not like, so I get some humanitarian award. I just, I would rather give those clothes that I paid $5 for yeah, to someone else that needs it and wants it um, than, you know, me making money off of it, you know, more. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, that's, that says nothing negative about anybody that does. I think that is a lot. There's a lot of people that don't want to go into a thrift store and shop, but they want to shop sustainably, Mm -hmm. you know, so that resale is a great way for you to go in and and source people to source those. Clothe, that clothing um, and not have to go into a thrift store and find it themselves. So I, I, I see nothing wrong with it um, personally or, or ethically, in my opinion. Um, but I think it's just not for me because I just would rather give those clothes to someone else. And I would rather, you know, say, hey, here's what you can find at a thrift store or whatever, or give it to people to help them feel like they can find a little bit of personal style through those pieces, Mm -hmm. um, which then would spur on them to go on and find out even more what they love, um, than for me to make money off of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I've wondered that about you, but it also seems like that wasn't ever kind of your leaning. Cause I have some friends that do it and I have so much respect for them. It's, really really challenging but I do appreciate because sometimes I see something and I'm like this is so gorgeous this is so pretty it's not my size or I just deeply know I will never wear this and then mm-hmm. wanting to give it away or do something special with it yeah
1: in that same vein I I think about this and I of course when I was first started thrifting I thrifted a lot of unnecessary things Yeah. Um, or things that I truly was just like oh this is so cool I wear this all the time and like you know, plot twist. She did not. So, um, I, now I am much more, and I take chances on things all the time for sure, but I just, um, I'll look at something and I'll go, do I genuinely like love this or do I see a place for this in my wardrobe? And I'm like, man, I love it. But you know what? I just don't think I'm going to get a lot of wear out of it. And you know what? I was like, I'm always like, okay, I'm going to leave it here and I'm going to let someone else find it. Like I'm going to let someone else benefit from this. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to let someone else love this, you know, and just hope that it finds its right home. Um, Because I think that is very important for it. Because, you know, a lot of times we can just snatch up things or whatever and, you know, people be like, there's no vintage thrift stores, everybody's buying it. And I'm like, well, cause it's cool, you know, but, um, but sometimes I'll see just the coolest vintage pieces and I'm like, you know what though, I'm gonna leave that vintage piece for the next me, you know, that's coming through here, that's seeing it. And um, that will be so excited to find it, you know? Yeah.
0: Sometimes I have to keep myself, it, it's almost like I'm trying to prove to me that I have great taste. I'm like, I know this is amazing. And then I'm like, oh Yeah. <laughs> well to prove it I need to buy it and then it's like well no because you're not gonna wear it and then you're just gonna look at it and be like I have great taste you know yeah
1: the best I mean I definitely have showy pieces in my wardrobe like that I don't wear all the time like 100% I mean I definitely have a lot of clothes I view my closet as a collection Mm -hmm. um and I genuinely like adore my clothes like I'll go through my I'm like oh I forgot I had this dress oh man this dress is just bringing me life right now I'm gonna put it on you know I love that kind of stuff and I definitely have pieces that I don't wear all the time and I'm kind I'm not really that person that's like you know I think a lot of people are like oh if you haven't worn it in a year you need to get rid of it and I'm like yeah but that's not true no that's not accurate and I don't appreciate you know your theology but um I think things can have a space in your wardrobe that you don't wear all the time or something that you genuinely love that you're wearing maybe five times in your life or six times in your life, but it's a super special piece, you know? And, um, but then there's things that I'm like, "Eh, I don't need this. You know, I don't really care. And I get rid of it super easily.
0: Yeah. It's like, you were looking for the perfect denim jacket. You bought like a seven out of 10, like, you know, denim jacket, and then you find your 10 out of 10 denim jacket Mm -hmm. and you're like, I don't need this seven out of 10.
1: Mm -mm. No, I do that all the time. I trade pieces in and out quite Mm -hmm. often, or I'll be like, Oh, I have that one, but I like this one better, you know, and I'll do this. And, um, and I just try to be, I try to always think a few things I'll be like, okay, if this was really expensive, would I buy it? If, um, And I mean, I don't always play by that because sometimes I just get stuff because I'm like, oh, okay. I need like a casual top. Like I'll get this one. It's $5. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I think about that or I think would I be upset or would I, would I second guess myself if I didn't get this, you know, Mm -hmm. um, just things like that. I just try to think about it. And like, I'm like, "Eh." if I, if I'm like, I'm like, I don't, I guess I don't really care. Then I'm like, okay, then I definitely don't really care. So I just like there. Yeah, I I mean I've I've had I have
0: some regrets and those stink. But it also it's the worst when you bring something home and you you're already looking at it and you're like, I'm not gonna wear this. And also yeah. I'm lazy. I'm not taking it back either. So now it's just yeah. gonna, now it's just here forever. Um, so kind of to, um, wrap this up, cause I don't want to take up just the middle of your day. And also you've got a reel, I'm guessing to shoot. Uh, <laughs> and I know that those can take a really long time. Um, so the title of this podcast is the search for pink, which was something I started when I wasn't in a great place for me. Finding pink was like finding the joy or, um, finding like one positive thing to look at. Um, because when you're in a really depressed or negative place, nothing seems good. And so sometimes it's all about like making a choice. Um, when you've been in a hard time or struggling, what has been something that you've like chosen to do or something you do do when you're kind of going through a difficult time?
1: Um, I think for me, this is going to be kind of silly, but I think, um, time there, there's definitely times that I feel like getting dressed as a chore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because I feel, you know, I have limited days off and I don't necessarily, especially in recent times, I'm not able to like go out, you know, <laughs> go somewhere. So I'm just getting dressed to shoot a picture or wear it around the house, you know, which can sometimes seem frivolous or stupid or, you know, just pointless, you know, waste of time. And so I think for me, what helped me the most you know, during the pandemic and during times, like, you know, when I kind of had to take a break after that reel and stuff, you know, I think, and and honestly, recently um, when I wasn't getting dressed up for work and I wasn't, you know, we were moving and I didn't have time to do anything. And I'm like, you know, whatever I've realized in the last couple of days, my husband was like, I've been putting on makeup
0: Mm -hmm. and I've been
1: getting up and like, you know, just getting myself together and starting my day. And like, you know, having fun, putting some makeup on. He was like, he was like, you really change when you like get up and put some makeup on and you like feel like, you know, hot or whatever, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I really do. And there's there was definitely times when we were in quarantine and it was like a rough time, you know, or whatever. And I would get up and I'd be like, I just need to put some makeup on today. Like, I just need to be able to look at myself in the mirror and like feel like I'm not a corpse, you know? Like I can look at myself. And so I think for me, it may seem like a, you know, um, childish thing or like a, a, materialistic thing or whatever, you know, but I think for me getting up and I guess just put, putting forth some time into myself, even if it is just putting some makeup on, um, I feel like it spurred the rest of my day. Like I was able to get up, I put makeup on. I'm like, well, now that I got makeup on, I can't waste this makeup. I have to put an outfit on I have to get dressed and I have to do something. And, and I don't know, I just felt like, um, for me personally, I was out of my pajamas and I was doing something and I was, had my makeup on and I was feeling good in my lipstick. And then it just gave me the confidence for the rest of the day. Um, so yeah, makeup shouldn't tell, you know, determine your confidence level, but I think all of us have little triggers and things that get us to a place of confidence more easily, you know, and when you're down, like you said, you need, you need something sometimes just to get you to that place. And so I think for me, kind of like, even though I didn't want to do it, just Starting the process of like putting my makeup on and fixing my hair and doing something made me feel like I was confident and edgy and able to do and able to conquer and do what I needed to do. So
0: yeah, I think um a co-worker said she is amazing style. And she says, like, I dress this way because when I walk into a room, people now take me seriously. You know, and <laughs> we shouldn't just be judging people on their appearance, but, I know like the times I wear, I'm, so I'm five two and, um, and there's nothing wrong with being short or tall, but I wear heels like nice, big, fat, chunky heels. I'm Mm -hmm. not going around in stilettos. I don't want to, but I wear heels and I've got the comment a lot, like from a lot of people after like six months. And they're like, one friend like was hugging me. And then she was like, are you always this small? And I'm like, yes. And she was like, well, you just carry yourself Like you're tall. And I'm like, yes, I do. (laughs)
1: Yes, I do. (laughs) You never
0: know. All my friends in high school were like six foot, like willowy bottles. So I was like, me too. I'm also, I'm also six foot. But, um, but yeah, I think some days I probably after this, just being honest, I'm going to go put on sweatpants and, you know, (laughs) and that also will make me feel comfortable and happy. But um, yeah, when you know you look good, And even if you don't feel it on the inside, it's, it's a big confidence booster. Mm -hmm. I really love it. Yeah, It
1: really changes your perspective or can change your perspective.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And it's great to give other people a compliment because even if they're rocking it, you might be like, I might be like, oh my gosh, look at her. She's feeling herself. But actually maybe that's you trying to get yourself out of bed. Um, Yeah.
1: (laughs) Percent.
0: <laughs> so you never know. Um, well, thank you so much for talking to me. I've been, I, I've been like following you for a bit and I've been really curious on like kind of the whole story. And I think your followers are going to have fun. I, if people start asking you a lot of questions, you're like, well, you can go to my interview. <laughs> you
1: can go to my uh, podcast interview. Uh, no, yeah, I love, I, I think it's um, it's good to pe- put, put people like, make people real you know like um by everybody can look at someone and be like oh my gosh you know she's never sad you know what I mean or like whatever and look at
0: her husband and she bought a house (laughs) and she has cool clothes like how do they know I'm crying in the shower (laughs) (laughs) And he's like knocking, like, "Honey,
1: are you okay in there? <laughs> I'm not. Bring me a cookie." <laughs> well, um, so, well, yeah. Well, thank you for having me. It was fun, um, chatting and you know interacting with someone other than my husband and my dogs. Insecure.
0: Anyways, thank you so much, and I really appreciate it. Of course, of course. Well, enjoy the rest of your night, girl. Of course, you too. Bye. All right, bye. Um, thank you all so much for listening. Make sure that you're following Audrey at Affectionately Audrey on Instagram, which is a fantastic name. Um, yeah, one of the things I didn't expect, I could tell she was going to be cool. Obviously, I don't think, it, I don't know. I could tell she was going to be cool. I don't think I realized how chill she was going to be. And I love how underneath like the taffeta dresses and the I don't know, cool sunglasses and the berets and the cool coat is just this very laid back person. Audrey, if you're listening, thank you so, so, so much for talking to me. Um, So anyways, I love you guys. Please, please, please. Um, They tell you to do one nice thing for someone else a day. If you give me five stars, that can be your nice thing for the month. I give you permission can go around and do whatever you want after that just leave the five stars send this to a friend and say hey I was listening to this and I thought of you and your friend's gonna be like oh my gosh you think I'm as cool as Audrey and you can be like yes I just I just gave you a free easy intricate compliment that you can give to a friend anyways I love you guys thank you all so much for listening I hope you enjoyed and I will talk to you soon all right bye-bye